Good morning, beloved. This is Elder Miller, Spiritual Soul Food, Living Water Church Worldwide. Today is a great day in the kingdom of God. Just want to share with you, perhaps, as I often do, you know, we live in a real world. And we're faced with a lot of things that we take to reality. Uh, that may sound a little strange when I say that, but what I'm talking about is the fact that the only real is God's word. The only truth is God's word. When you consider the aspect that we live in a fallen world governed by a fallen uh, entity, the adversary, uh, Lucifer, the fallen uh, archangel, then we've got to understand that the things that we take, in other words, they are tangible, but they aren't real in the concept of what God has designed, the purpose, the plan. So they're outside of that, that reality that is what God has purposed in his creation. I think that's the best way to put it. What I'm saying is, is that God has designed us to, to, to worship, to enjoy to be in peace to be in good health to live but because the adversary has dominion over the earth realm r-e-a-l-m that uh, these negative contrary uh, uh, entities have entered into what we go through I want to just give perhaps a key, and I share with you, there are keys to the kingdom. Uh, uh, Jesus said, told Peter, I give you the keys to the kingdom, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against them. We need to understand that there is actual keys, which I'm talking about the word of God, that, that operate to unlock and to lock. We have the power to, what's it, to bind and to loose. All right, so there, we need to understand also that the power that is given through the Psalms, the Psalms that, 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 that uh, have been written. I want to zero in just on partly um, Psalm 35 and Psalm 37. These are powerful Psalms that you really need to put into your toolbox for when the things come into your life. Uh, I know this to be true. And let me share this. I also tell you, I don't tell you what I think or what I feel. This is not my interpretation, but this is the revelation that I have had in my 20 plus years of walking with the Lord, seeking the truths, not just walking in religion, but seeking relationship. I think I've shared many times before. When I first got saved, when I first accepted Jesus Christ, I realized then that there was more than what I was being told. And I'm not saying that, that anybody was trying to keep anything from you, but you can't teach what you don't know. You can't lead where you do not go. And I tell you this, and this is from my own personal experience, and you think about it. When you ask those profound questions, have you been given a lot of rhetoric? Have you been given, given a lot of, we'll understand it better by and by? Well, what in the world is that? When God has given us a book of revelation, that's what, I mean, we, 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 we another to see, we, we're working for misinformation. The Bible is a book of revelation. God is revealing himself. That's what revelation means, uncovering. He wants us to know him 
Remember, we talk about, see, religion, religion is created by man. And actually, it's really, it really has its root in, in ignorance. I don't want to say demonic, but in ignorance. In that, and this is why the adversary, he, he loves religion. He loves religion because it really keeps us away from God. We're doing practices and, and programs and all these things. And they're really man-conceived and man-conjured. And they keep us away from the intimacy that God desires for us to have with him. You read the Bible. I don't see anywhere where, where, where God, Jesus, or any of the prophets, the patriarchs said, let us start a religion. Even the idea of Christianity it, it comes from a negative place. But anyway, let's go to Psalm 35. This is powerful. I'm just going to read a few verses this morning. And for those, if you're going through something, here it is. You need to begin to speak this, these, these words, this power in God's word. You know, it's fine. Our prayers are wonderful. It says the effectual fervent prayers of the righteous availeth much. But what are you praying? You have to pray God's word. He honors his word. So you, when you begin to pray, you have to say to God what God has already said. It's your acknowledgement, your confession, which is your agreement. Confession, it means agreement. Your confession, your agreement with what God has said. God, you said that you would never leave me or forsake me. That's my prayer. It's acknowledging that God, I, I listen, I'm standing on what you have said, and I, this is where I'm going to be. Psalm 35, and I'm reading from, from actually from uh, uh, the New Living Translation, uh, the first couple of verses. It says, O Lord, oppose those who oppose me. Fight those who fight against me. Put on your armor, take up your shield, prepare for battle, and come to my aid. Lift up your spear and javelin against those who pursue me. Let me hear you say, I will give you victory. Bring shame and disgrace on those trying to kill me. Turn them back and humiliate those who want to harm me. Blow them away like chaff in the wind, a wind sent by the angel of the Lord. Make their path dark and slippery with the angel of the Lord pursuing me. That's verses one through six. Beloved, that's a, that's a powerful prayer. Psalm 35, when when things are seemingly whether coming against you, whether they are, when things are coming against you, go to the Psalms, go to the Psalmist and, and, and tell God what he has said. I like to say, remind them of what he has said that he would do. God, God doesn't mind. And it's not that he doesn't know, but he likes to know that you know. Anyway, beloved, you know, this is something that I, that I operate in, in that, you know, the old folks who say, count your blessings, name them one by one. And there's power in that when you understand that that puts us in remembrance of what God has done. Counting your blessings, remembering how he brought you through this, he brought you through that. See, there is some 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 good stuff in, in our some traditions, you know, traditions, nothing wrong with traditions when we find the positive in them. Some stuff, like I said, are worthless. They have met their time, not 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 you know trashing just for trashing sake but when something meets the end of its usefulness we need to transition into another thing and so that's a principle uh you know there's some 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 things that we have done in the past traditions that were for that time and for that season 
But now as we move forward, we transition into things that are more fruitful. But this one here, this, this principle, counting your blessings, remembering. The Bible constantly, let us not forget, remember. And this is what happens. Sometimes we get, we get you know, $2 over, 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 over rent money and we forget how good God has been to me. This is why, you know, even though, you know, you hear it from the pastor, the preacher, so, so much that it becomes a cliche in the mind, but there is a power, there's a truth in when I think of the goodness of the Lord and all he's done for me, my soul gets up. See, that's the truth. And it should be a truth for you. When you think of the goodness of the Lord and all he's done for you, that ought to bring you to a place of power. Because what he's done in the past, he'll do again. How you know? Because the word says that he, the Lord, changes not. He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. See how the word has to match your thoughts and your words. Your, the word of God has to come. Otherwise, you need to change what you're saying. Just like, you know, we talk about health and healing and, and, and prosperity. Let the word of your mouth match the word of God. And that, that, that confession, that agreement will bring into effect the manifestation of God's desire for you. He desires that you, that you prosper even as your soul does prosper. And we're not, I'm not talking about your spirit. I'm talking about your soul. We need to get some definitions. We need to get some clarity and understanding. When the Bible speaks about soul, it's not necessarily always speaking about your spirit man. Your soul man is your mind, your emotions, the things that cause your physical man to move, do, and to act. That's the soulishness of, of, of a man. The spirit now is that, that which God has breathed into you, the Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit. Those are the things. That's that part. Then we have the flesh, the natural, the carnal, the meat, the carnal. All right. To be honest, a lot of us are negative thinkers. I keep talking about this, that stinking thinking. We have to liberate ourselves from the bondage of negativity. If God is positive, then the adversary is negative. Remember, it's always that juxtaposition, that, that side by side. This is how it works in the universe. Negative thinking and when we find ourselves in challenging situations. And this is what happens. This is what comes against our faith walk. Even that moment when we consider, well, maybe. Remember, that's, that's all that happened with Eve. Eve never did anything. She never got. The adversary spoke to her and planted the seed of doubt. Faith and doubt. Negative and positive cannot exist in the same space. So once that, that, that doubt comes, then the power of faith fades away. So the negative thinking that we allow ourselves to go into when the situations become adverse, become negative, become challenging, that's when we, we, we lose that which God desires for us. I look at the different things that had happened, the, the narratives in the Bible. What happened with the, with the, with the, the children of, uh, I mean, the, the disciples when they were in the boat going across the, uh, 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 the sea and the storm rages? He says, uh, uh, ye have so little faith, not no faith, but the, the faith that they had began to falter. 
You have to hold on to the chain, hold on to the rope. I think it was a thing, a song I remember years ago by uh, uh, Reverend Clay Evans uh, about, about reach beyond the break. He tells a story of a father and son who were out, I believe fishing or something, whatever, and the son falls into the water. The father looks around and he finds a, a rope and he throws it to the son and he says, son, grab the rope. The, the, the boy grabs the rope, but the boy says, father, the rope has broken. The father says, reach beyond the break. There's a message in that. And, and, and sometimes your rope of hope will break, but you got to not give up on the hope of the rope. Just reach beyond the break. So, beloved, you got to move past trying times and realize what God has said. That he'll never leave you nor forsake you. Man born of a woman is of a few days and, 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 and many, many trials. I'm just saying that these things are promises that we're going to go through situations, circumstances, sickness, a lack, want. But he said that he will never leave you nor forsake you. And we have time and time narrative story after story in the Bible, in the logos, where God has come and rescued. God has demonstrated that he will never leave us nor forsake us. And we have to get to that place and really the next level. I'm talking to some next level saints where you don't spend a lot of time in the negative, wallowing in the muck and mire before you get the clarity of thought. We want to get to the place to be like Jesus. That as listen, when the when the when the devil came, even at his weak, see, this is revelation, even in his human weakest point, what he said, uh, fasted in the wilderness for 40 days, weak as he see, we need to see why did that happen? Why was that going on? That we can see even in our weakest time, we have more power than the adversary has. Why? Because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Who's in the world? The adversary. But greater is he who is God by way of the Holy Spirit, by way of the Holy Spirit is in me. So greater is he that is in me. But now I have to use he that is in me or allow he that is in me to be the, the, the guidance, to be the the, the, the leading, not my flesh, not my thought. Lean not to thy own understanding, but acknowledge him in all thy ways. See, this is the reality of the word. All right. So we need to allow, uh, 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 not let the negative thoughts govern us in our challenge, but move past trying times. You have to take your negative thoughts, watch this, turn them into positive. God wants to take you on a truth journey. How? Through studying his word. This word now will produce results. This is where we have weak and, and stumbling Christians because they don't have enough word. You will be allowed, you will be able to, to purge yourself, to, to move out all those negative thoughts when you, when, you, when you fill yourself with the positive word of God. Being positive is powerful. And a big part of being positive is simply reminding yourself of your past situations, counting your blessings, naming them one by one. 
case in, 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 in fact, David faced Goliath. He remembered, go to the text, the lion and the bed head he had already defeated. When he realized that it was God who had given him the courage to stand in front of the lion, to stand in front of the bear, he comes to Goliath and he says, how dare you? And think, listen what he said, how dare you filthy Philistines stand before the power of the God of Abraham, Isaac? How dare you? Not David, but the God that David was not David, but he was the representative of God. So now when you face your struggle, financial situation, family situation, health challenge, don't face it in the power of you, but face it in the power of the God that you serve. Speak to your storm, not in you, but in the power of the God that you serve. That's why you've got to have words. So now you're not speaking in the humility and the and the weakness of you, but in the power of God. And you say what God has says. Jesus said, peace, be still to the wind and the wind behaved. Learn how to speak the word of God over your situation. Say what God says and realize that the better days are on the way. Greater is he. I could do all things. God promises never leave us nor forsake us. Yes, beloved. Let me just give you one other. Hold on to Psalm 37. The New Living Translation says, Watch this. This is another key. Don't worry about the wicked or envy those who do wrong. For like grass, they will soon fade away. Like spring flowers, they will soon wither. Trust in the Lord and do good. Then you will live safely in the land and prosper. Take delight in the Lord and he will give you your heart's desire. Commit everything you do to the Lord. Trust him and he will help you. That's Psalm 37, 1 through 5. Take time today, in the coming days. Let those two psalms be your go-to. Psalm 35 and 37. You'll find counsel, you'll find peace, and even more importantly, you'll find power in the psalms, in the word of God. Those are keys, keys to unlock that which God desires to do for you. Well, beloved, that's all I have for you today. But I just ask, continue to keep me in prayer. Keep your walk close to God. Seek and desire that relationship that God wants to have with you. Know that there's more with you than the whole world against you. Anyway, remember what I say. I love you, but God loves you best. And until next time, Elder Miller, one more time, spiritual soul food, living water. You can find me not just here on Facebook Live, but also the audio of these um, visits with each other on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts. God bless you once again. Until next time. So long.